This morning, allow me to first congratulate you because you asked for one and God gave us two. We were supposed to have one Thanksgiving service, but somehow, 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 an overflow came into play. I want to prophesy to you that you will experience overflow in the name of Jesus. What it means is that when you ask for one, two will appear in the name of Jesus. When you need a hundred, two will appear. When you need a thousand, two will appear. When you need a million, two will appear. Indeed, when you need one billion, two billion will appear. We need the money to do that project. I don't know how much that project is going to cost, but if you look down there, we need money to do it. So God is showing us a plan that every time we request for one, he's ready to give us two. I said he was ready to give us two. If somebody's going to enjoy double blessing, I need you to put your hands together for Jesus this morning. Grace Assembly, where is your praise? Grace Assembly, where is your hallelujah? Amen. I was telling the man of God that he's already preached my sermon. And really, I should just go. Today is not even a day for talking too much. It's just to confirm the word. Sir, because you didn't know. And when you see what I'm going to talk about, you will see. The essence of today is turning bad news to good. We have been taught well, the pastorate, we don't just come here and speak. Anybody that you see mounting these people has spent time seeking the face of God and asking, God, what would you have me tell your people? Hello? And he said, tell them that every bad news, I, God, I have the capacity to turn it to good news. You didn't see it. Are you ready for it today? You know, I like something that pastor always, when we have communion, he takes from Hebrew 12, 24. I like that part that you preach. You know, he says when you come to church, listen. What did he say? Don't just come to church because you don't have anything to do on Sunday morning. When you come, come with yourself, be present and be attentive and be here. He says, but you have come to Mount Zion. To the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. Maybe you do not know where you are. You are not at Yard 158. Hello? You have come to where? The general assembly, the church of the firstborn, who are what? Registered in heaven. To God, the judge of all, to the spirit of just men made perfect. 24, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of <laughs> When you come to church, this is where you are. 
yard 158 is just our location for now. You know, there's a there's a physical location and there's a spiritual location. Yard 158 is our physical location, but our spiritual location is Hebrew 12, 22 to 24. Never forget that. Now to the message of today. Hallelujah. Amen. How many days till the end of the year? What, today is 10th? So we've got 21 days. And you know, one of the most significant phrases or scriptures is there, how will this thing be? You know, when you're reading about Jesus, it says when the angel appeared to Mary, it says, how can this be? I have not known any man. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Please come with me to Luke 7, 11 to 15. Luke 7, 11 to 15, and it's our tradition. We stand for the word of God in grace assembly. And we can read together. I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, now it happened. I can't hear you. Let's start again. Please, the whole church. Remember, this is what would turn bad news to good. Let's go. One, two, three. Now it happened. The day after that he went into a city called Nine. And many of his disciples went with him and a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. A lad from the city was with her. Mm. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. Mm. Then he came and touched the open coffin and those who carried him stood still and he said young man I say to you arise so he who was dead sat up began to speak and he presented him to the <laughs> people of God I bring you a sermon I titled when God shows up when God shows up heavenly father I thank you for this opportunity and the privilege to speak to your people Lord as you have laid it on my heart let me deliver it in the name of Jesus you have given me testimony you have affirmed this word because even before I climbed up here this has been spoken about because which means that the spirit is one father I therefore pray for a manifestation of this word in the lives of everybody here and those listening to us through any device in the name of Jesus you said that this year is a year of providential happy outcome as many that may not have experienced it yet 
in 21 days let their dead speak in the name of Jesus let their dead arise in the name of Jesus and there will be a mighty presentation and all of us crossover service we will be here to celebrate the goodness of God in our lives and so shall it be in the name of the Father in the name of the Son and in the name of the Holy Spirit and the people of God said what? Amen Hallelujah. Please be seated. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, sir. You don't know how sometimes you come to a word and you're saying, did I hear right? Shouldn't we be talking about this at this season? Shouldn't I be following up on something else? And God keeps on taking you back to the word. I didn't know that he was preparing something. We always pray that the Holy Spirit will hijack our services and we're already experiencing that. Now, in the account that we read, the situation had become dire. D-I-R-E. Dire. All right? Here was a widow whose only son had just died. How bad can it be? I've had the misfortune of going to console and condole and pray with parents who've lost children. It's not somewhere you want to go. You don't wish it even for your worst enemy. You don't pray. And many of these children, many of these parents, they have several children. I remember Pastor and I had to go many years ago to go and a royal father. Very early, Pastor and I had to get into car, travel to Abekuta because he had lost one of his sons and we needed to go. We woke up very early and we headed out to Abekuta. Very next day, it's not a great experience. But this was worse because this was a widow whose only son had died. And church, I want you to lend me your imagination for a bit this morning. Now, the Bible didn't tell us how this boy died, but let us assume that he had been sick for a while, or he had even been sick for a protracted period. Now, during that time, prayers were said for him. The priest, the pastor came. He was anointed with oil. People fasted on behalf. On his behalf. Declarations were made and principalities were bound. Demons were casted out. Now, every possible thing that could have been done, either spiritually or, 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 or medically, had been done. But guess what? The boy died. He died. Every time they prayed for the child, he got progressively worse. It looked like time was running out. The day he fell ill, Jesus was nowhere to be found. 
day Jesus wasn't there. Until he went into a coma, Jesus was not there. He was put in intensive care. Jesus still did not come. I like Sister Lydie's testimony. That despite it all, continued in prayer. But Jesus didn't show up. We all remember the story of Martha and Mary. They said, Jesus, if you had come, then my brother would not have died. Is this not the story of many of us? You've been believing something from the beginning of the year. When the word came, that is the year of providential happy outcome. And you thought that it was going to happen in January. It didn't happen. February, it didn't happen. March, it didn't happen. Jump to July, it must happen in second, no, second quarter. So May, it didn't happen. It must happen in July. It didn't happen. All the way, we are now in December. You are 21 days away from the end of the year. Your situation is dire. And you are beginning to doubt if there's a God. Didn't he know about my fasting? Didn't he know about my tithing? Didn't he know about my service in the department? I'm here every Wednesday. I've given up my profession to work for him. And yet, nothing seems to be happening. So, fast forward, the boy died. And it was now time to bury this woman. It was time to bury her child. Now, let me tell you what that meant. She was going to bury her future. She was going to bury her promise. She was going to bury her hope. They won the way. MIC. Toss. Whoever does Paul bearing, they were on the way. It looked as if the situation had gone. Nothing else. What could be worse? She looked at the lifeless body of her beloved son and wondered why God did not take her instead of this son. And every parent here, we know what I'm talking about. So what, 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 what is life? What is the meaning of life to me? If you are a true parent, you will take a bullet for your child. Parents, am I right? Somebody came and said, it's either you or your child. I won't even think about it. I won't even think, I won't even contemplate it. Why is everywhere quiet? Verse 12. To compound our woes, give me verse 12. He says, when he came near the gate of the city, beheld, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow. 
And a large crowd from the city was with her. People were accompanying her to make sure her hope would be buried. Not everybody that was in that crowd had compassion on her. Some people would have said, how come her son died? Is she not supposed to be a woman of God? How come Pastor Adeboye lost a son? Is he not supposed to be a friend of God? When there's a crowd, it's the people who want to mock you that are most in the crowd. The people who are looking for your downfall. Not everybody was going there to sympathize. They wanted to make sure that this woman that was always attending church, this woman that called herself a woman of God, that thing that will make her sad will be buried. That will make her happy will be buried. Bible says the enemies of a man are those of his household. Not everybody that laughs with you wants your progress. So there was a large crowd there. Then something dramatic happening, happened in verse 13. Give me verse 13. She came, the, the, the situation came across Jesus. The situation came across Jesus. I don't know why Jesus didn't come when the child was sick. I don't know why he didn't come when he had gone into a coma. How come Jesus waited until the boy died and they were taking the boy to bury? That's when the situation came across Jesus. I want to prophesy, no matter what the situation or where it is or how dead it is, this morning because you are in church, you will, it will come across Jesus in the name of Jesus. It came across Jesus. Jesus came across the problem and the problem came across Jesus. The Bible tells us that Jesus, when he saw her, he had compassion on her. You know what that means? The problem caught the attention of Jesus. Until then, he had gone to Jerusalem, he had gone to Samaria, he had gone to this Galilee, he had gone all over the place. But at the appointed time, the attention of Jesus focused on that problem. Grace Assembly, wherever you are this morning, whatever problem you have come to church with this today, this morning, it will catch the attention of Christ in the name of Jesus. I said it will catch the attention of Christ in the name of Jesus. I don't know why you have come to church this morning. I don't know what you are dealing with this morning. Perhaps it's finances. Perhaps it's health. Perhaps it's a child. Perhaps it's a career. Perhaps it's a situation. But whatever it is that you are dealing with this morning, by the mercies of God, it will come across Christ and Christ will come across it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're still talking. 
We're still talking. In short, Jesus showed up for her big time. When God comes in contact with the solution, no matter how big it is, the word of God, the power of God is bigger than any problem. Any problem. So, same verse 13, the Bible tells us that first God, Christ had compassion on her, then told her to weep no longer. What did the man of God say? He said, pay attention. Grace Assembly, if you have been weeping before, by the reason of this word in verse 13, your weeping ends today in the name of Jesus. I, I don't like your amen. I say your weeping ends today in the name of Jesus. I think it was Sister Joy that came, that she was on the ground rolling. Did she say something like that? She was alone with her problem. Man of God, you know, sometimes you have a problem you cannot even discuss with anybody. He said, I was afraid to tell pastor. I was afraid to tell him because I didn't know what was on the other side of that report. I even felt this man of God that has guided me through so many things. I'm not sure I was even able to trust because I didn't know what the report will be. Man of God and I, we lost, a friend of ours was buried this week. Tuesday called me and said, oh, he had cancer of the esophagus. Ah, where is he? He's in Luz. Called. I couldn't get anybody. Wednesday morning, they called me. He was dead. Here we are with this bad situation. But God Christ said to her, do not weep. You know, when I read it, what it meant was that Jesus was now ready to do something about it. If you go to someone and you are weeping and the person said, don't weep again. It means that that person is ready to assist you. But let's take it a bit further. And that was when Jesus then did something. He said he had compassion on her and then said, don't weep. Then he came and he touched the open coffin. Give me 14. He came and touched the open coffin. And those who carried it stood still. You know, and as I was meditating on the word, I said, I thought Jesus would have touched the dead body. Why the open coffin? Praise the Lord. Okay. Why the open coughing? He touched the open coughing and everybody stood still. Do you know 
the coffin was something that was bearing the man. A coffin in Yoruba, we call it Bosi. Bosi is the coffin. That was where the man was laid and was going to be buried. The thing that wants to bury you, you will rise from it in the name of Jesus. That was what happened to Sister Larry. The job that she was celebrating wanted to bury her. But thank God for God, Christ. Not only, I believe Jesus must have touched that job, that work. And guess what happened to her? Everything turned around. That, what do you think had, you know, when you are in a, when a dead man is in a coffin, it goes to the earth with the coffin. That's the plan. That you and this coffin, you will be buried. But guess what? Anything that the enemy has designed that is going to bury you, you will rise from it in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is. Pardon me, I have to interpret it for our guest. You will rise from that coffin in the name of Jesus. The coffin is like a vehicle that is supposed to take you to where you are buried. But what happened was that when the man rose from the coffin, he started looking down at it. Everything that they want to bury you with, you will look down at it in the name of Jesus. Concerning Sister Larry, not only did she escape from the coffin, she was compensated. And we're coming there. Then he said, they stood still. Then he said to the young man, I say to you, arise. And by the mercies of God, somebody is arising from indebtedness this morning. Somebody is arising from ill health this morning. Somebody is arising from stagnation this morning. Somebody is arising from unhappiness this morning. Somebody under the voice, sound of my voice, you are arising from loneliness this morning. Somebody under the sound of my voice, you are arising from sickness this morning. Somebody under the sound of my voice, you are arising from poverty this morning. Somebody under the sound of my voice, you are arising from affliction this morning. You you are rising from destruction this morning. You are rising from a curse this morning. You are arising from bad news this morning. You are rising. This report was supposed to end in death, but by the mercies of God. He says he touched the open coffin, but spoke to the boy. Arise. Arise. You know, what it occurred to me was that when a man is dead, you, all your senses are not supposed to be working anymore. So how come the sense 
responded to the word of Christ. It means an impossibility now became possible. If you are here this morning and you need an impossible miracle for God, the same way that Jesus said arise, it will arise in your life in the name of Jesus. The God of grace assembly will cause it to happen in the name of Jesus. In 21 days, Egburolong. In 21 days, Egburolong. The man of God will be here. He wants to preach crossover. You will be struggling with the microphone for him. You say what? See what the Lord has done. See what the Lord has done. What we wait, what we waited for, has come to pass. See what the Lord has done. Verse fifth. It says, "The young man." I say to you, arise. Let's end with verse 15. And what happened in verse 15? And he who was dead sat up. Not only did he sit up, he began to speak. He who was dead sat up. Anything that is dead in our lives, you will hear the voice of God. You will not be resistant to the voice of God. You will rise in the name of Jesus. Not only will you, not only will you rise, you will begin to speak. That means you will begin to testify to the goodness of God in your life. Everybody needs to hear. And he said he presented him to his mother. A mother that was already, had the death certificate in her hand, had the burial certificate. You know what happened, pastor? She tore the death certificate. She tore the burial certificate. She removed the clothes. They didn't need the coffin anymore. Oh, there was a party in the house that day. Somebody had come back to life in that house in the name of Jesus. Something miraculous had happened. Oh, now. Hey, go down. Hold on. But they needed another report, sir. The doctor had issued the death certificate. The, the local government had issued the burial certificate. They now needed another report to go back to the doctor. And the doctor looked at the boy, tested, did everything, and said, guess what? I see nothing wrong here. This boy is good. This boy is complete. You will get a new report in the name of Jesus. The same way Sister Fola got a new report, you will get it in the name of Jesus. People of God, this is the word of God to you in this season. Do not give up. Do not lose hope. God that made the heaven and earth in six days and rested on the seventh day. 21 days is too much for him. If your testimony is not complete, my prayer to you is that before the end of this year, you will receive the fullness of that testimony in the name of Jesus. And you will come here to testify. If you are that person, I want you to stand on your feet. I want you to shout the biggest what of all the waited for has come to pass. We can see what 
has come to pass. We can see what the Lord has. What we've waited for, what we've has come to pass. We can see what. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.